This podcast was recorded during the 2023 SAG After Strike. Without the labor of the actors currently on strike, the series being covered here would not exist. Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 Fancast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can. Hope you don't smell fudge. Gear up with your Farnsworth Tesla and neutralizer. And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic. We're a Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor, currently getting all the dark sunglasses I can find. My name is SP. It's <laughs> a dork. And introducing Artie's Attic lead agent and historian who is currently planning a trip to Colorado City. Her name is Agent Shannon. What's up, guys? And introducing the rookie warehouse agent who wrote her resume 12 times over before never writing it again. It's Agent Carolyn. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. I like that. <laughs> I probably have done that in my lifetime, though. On this show, we are continuing our discussion of the show that premiered five and a half years before the first Apple Watch was sold. First Apple Watch was sold in April 2015. It's Warehouse 13, Season 1, Episode 11, Nevermore. The IMDb description is the warehouse team narrowly misses nabbing McPherson, then Micah's father falls under the influence of an artifact that resists the purple goo. It premiered on September 14th, 2009. It's a penultimate episode of season one. Shannon, what do you think? I think that no matter how many times I've watched this episode, I always surprise myself when I realize, like, who is that girl? Who is the girl that he likes in the college, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, I know her. You do. Emma Duarte. Yes. From Warehouse, uh, from Wine on Earth. I was like, oh, that's it. She has 29 acting credits since 2007, including... Four episodes of Haven as Haley Colton. Eight episodes of Longmire as Mandy Pitt. Really? Yes. Oh, oh, I think that's I where I her face from. And ten episodes of Winona Earp as Rosita Bustiolas. I don't yeah. know how to pronounce that last name. Okay. Yeah. So she's got more credits, but I knew you would either know her or you would go, oh, that's her. I can tell you, it's happened to me this exact same way each time because... Once, I mean, you know, once you go through a season, then you start going into the other seasons, and then you have your favorites, what you go back to, and I always go back to, I always start a third season. So, it's like coming home. Every time you watch the first season again for me, I'm like, who? oh yeah, I know who she's, she's such a baby. She's so young here. She so doesn't young. have very many scenes. She doesn't have very many lines. You just see her, and she's reacting to the she's situation. The yeah, she's just the cutie. Yeah, like you two girls. Cheeks. Yep. Aw. Thanks, SP. You bet. Carolyn, what'd you think of the episode? Um, but well, it was good. I had 
some questions. And of course, the whole that's Portland. I don't think that's Portland, Oregon. And I don't know if there is actually a Kingsford Academy in Portland, Oregon. So, yeah, kind of like a Hallmark thing. That's not really where that was or, you know, or X-Files in Dallas, Texas. Right. So <laughs> if there isn't one, you could make one now and make a billion dollars. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It had a slight Hogwarts vibe to it. The way the walls yeah. move. The Diagon Alley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then just the classrooms and then uniforms. I mean, any up the school academy like that would probably be about the same. But it definitely had that vibe to it. And I think that vibe is important at this point in time, 2009, because it's at the hype, at the apex of the whole Harry Potter. Right. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, you, don't you remember that 14 years ago? Yeah, it's like it was yesterday. Totally. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't remember what I did. Well, I don't remember when I walked to the kitchen. What did so I now. do yesterday now again? I don't remember. <laughs> so we definitely know McPherson has his dibs on many more artifacts than just the ones that we've seen him previously. This is only the second time we've actually seen McPherson, and we get a little background to him, and we get the... Uh, a little bit more background anyway. And then we see him with at least two artifacts and he nabs a third. Yes. Yeah. The symbols that was in the beginning when we see the yeah, two of them beginning. chase it. Um, well, I forgot where she was, but he was in Madrid. She was searching his apartment. Yes. And he wasn't there, but Pete was chasing him. And, and then he called Hardy and he's like, Hardy, get the cops off of me. What, He's like, yeah, I'll take care of that. Canada or something, I think. Yeah. RMCP. Royal yeah. Mountie. Oh! It's the Mounties. <laughs> like, what? She's like, who are they? They didn't okay. have a horse at all. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I get it. I was like, who's RMCP? <laughs> Don't you remember that from, from, uh, uh, um, uh, not, not Dark Matter. Uh, gosh, what was the name of that other time travel show <sighs> with Nicole? Nicole Nichols, Rachel Nichols. Continuum. Oh, Rachel Nichols. That was Continuum. Continuum. They had the RMCP in that, too. Oh, Such I'm a, great a show. fan. I couldn't remember that. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite you shows ever. You are not ever. a sucky fan. I know it's one of your favorites. <laughs> I mean, I did visit the set and all. I know you got to see them. You did the things. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I did. Passed out if I met Joanne Kelly. Hi. That's all I was at. <laughs> They would have to call an ambulance for you now. Check your or balls. if her and Jamie were on the same set at the same day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just sit me here in the chair and roll me in. Well, the supersonic <laughs> symbols are finger-sized instruments. When struck together, the symbols resonate with a high-pitched sound that shatters glass, shorts out electrical fixtures, and kills people whose ears aren't covered. So those, mount- those policemen say, are both yeah. dead. Thankfully, Pete plugged his ears at the last chance although one of his ears was plugged with the earbud thing for talking with everybody so he couldn't really plug that one but i guess it was plugged enough with the earbud to not one time carolyn what (laughs) say what earplugs plugged plugged (laughs) i'm gonna say it a million more times just because Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday and Shannon's in a mood. 
So the thing from a rocket scientist standpoint that I have against the whole, oh, I plug my ears is the same cavities can be achieved through the mouth, the ears and the nose. So if you're going to plug something, you have to plug your whole head. That's a nice leeway right right into it. That's nice. I give you credit there. That's a good one. Got to plug all of the orifices. Yes. Uh huh. Oh my God, Kelly, you blushed in so bad. <laughs> you cracked me up. Oh you know, should my be God. used to me by now. You should be used to it. I am, but it still makes me laugh. Yeah. Sorry, y'all walked into that. I couldn't avoid it. <laughs> so unfortunately, Micah, when she discovers that the thing isn't there that she was going to get, which I think might have been the symbols. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she was looking for the symbols, and well, she was also looking for McPherson. Artie actually said that he wasn't sure exactly where McPherson was, so he sent them both in both places because he was going to be in one. So she went into his apartment looking for him and the symbols that they thought that he had, and Pete went to the other place looking for him and the symbols that he they thought that he had. So That's why she looked and said, Artie, they're not here. Yeah, Micah gets a phone call from her mom in Colorado and immediately has to go. I mean... I don't know about you guys. I have been in that situation at work when somebody gets a phone call and within 30 seconds, they're out the door sort of right. thing. They just say, I got to go. It's my whatever. And then they're, they're gone sort of thing. Yeah. So I have actually seen this before. I've actually had to do it myself before once or twice. So I get it. And maybe it's just because I'm this old that I've had that much experience. If you're younger, <laughs> you might not have had that experience before, but it does happen. And this happens mm-hmm. to Micah. And she's boom, she's out there. And uh, I had to do that with Sean when he had his stone. Um, I, was at work, I was at work when that happened, and I got a call. Hey, can you tell my mom how you how do we get to the hospital? I'm like, who's trying to go to the hospital? Why can't you call nine one one if it's that bad? What's going on? So wait a minute. Sean was in pain, and you came home to take him to. What were you thinking? No, I met him at the hospital. Oh, okay. His. I don't remember why his parents there, but maybe maybe he called them. But he was in pain, and I was at work, and he called his parents. And his parents came over and took him to the hospital that I told him to go to, and then I met him there. That was I had to leave work like that. Wait a minute, you told him to go to the hospital. Why didn't you just tell him to stay home? You'll be home right home, and you'll take care of him. Never would no. <laughs> he he would have passed those stones without me. Too many witnesses. See now we're thinking that's so much paperwork. <laughs> No, that's paperwork. That's paperwork. You got to stain the carpets and man, no. <laughs> I don't like to mop that much. No. Don't make Shannon do the paperwork. Just don't, don't do make it. Me. Don't make the, me. The kidney stones or gallstones, it doesn't matter. I, very painful. And uh, yeah. And that's why he doesn't drink. We're talking about your husband, Sean. That's why he doesn't drink Dr. Pepper anymore, right? He doesn't drink caffeine at all. Yeah. He can't handle it anymore. Yeah. He drinks water with, well, he could do, he, he could do root beer and Sprite. But most of the time he does water with the squeeze, with the squeeze kind of juice in it. That's all he drinks all day long. He can sometimes there at the beginning, he forgot that he couldn't and he will get halfway through a can of whatever soda he's doing and he will be in pain the rest of the day. So Ouch. it took him a while to remind himself that he can't do Hardly, I think now, only now, because that happened in 2018, only now can he have small quantities of it, but even then it starts hurting him pretty quickly. So he just gave up caffeine altogether, which was 
very grumpy around here for a, quite a while. I would say <laughs> two months. It takes a few months to get rid of that, especially at the rate he was, because he was drinking like six or eight of those a day. A right? day. A day. Yeah. Like I, I, I make it balls. three. So I make it three throughout the entire, I mean, from the time I leave to go on my truck to seven. I mean, like today, I think I drink on one to like one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon. So, I mean. You needed the snow globe to make it frosty again. I know. I know. So at the baby shower, I was getting kind of bored and tired and stuff. And there was Diet Coke there and I don't drink soda anymore. So I'm like, oh, I need some caffeine. I didn't have any coffee. I I drink coffee without anything in it. It's supposed to be the, if you're going to drink caffeine, it's some of the healthiest caffeine that you can drink. So anyway, I'm drinking this Diet Coke and then I'm like, oh, just getting tired again, get another one. I had three Diet Cokes in the span of like two, two and a half hours. And then, cool. yeah, by the time it was over, I was like, oh no, this was a bad idea because I'm allergic to corn and it has all that high fructose corn so syrup in there. Yep. Yeah. So um, it's just a bad, right. bad oh, yeah. deal. That's right? a bad idea. Plus it has aspartame in it and that's just terrible for you. Sean's mom can't do any kind of corn at all. Any, any kind of corn syrup, anything. She can't do it. She can't eat totally it. Totally. Unlike Micah's mom's hot sauce on her wings. Yes. Like Pete loved them. Pete loves the chicken. How did Pete get there before Micah? How did that happen? Because <laughs> he's like across the world. Better flight, I guess. Well, where was he in Spain? No, he was in Canada. He was in no, Madrid. She, no, he was in Madrid. Madrid. Okay, he was in Spain. Yeah. She was in Canada. She could have yeah. got to Colorado before he did. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. I thought I thought the the real the real Mounties were were Pete. That he was in Canada. I thought he said it was a, maybe. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. That's why Pete Am got I there first. I'm probably yeah. backwards. Yeah, because it was the Royal Canadian Mountie. That that, that was the, yeah, the cops. That's why Pete got there first. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Made me do math. Made me do the math in my head and everything. Man, come on now. I, it, there's, there's math and then there's corporate math, and mm. we can talk about corporate math later. But it doesn't make any sense. Let's not. <laughs> brain injury. Don't want to. <laughs> don't want to hurt it. Don't make anymore. me do that. No, let's not do that. Do you know it's been ten months today? Ten months today since my hair went on me. So. Well, congratulations for making hair. it ten months. Yeah. Your hair has gotten really yeah. It's gotten know, so long, you can't even tell anymore. I had really? a haircut back on my birthday and to even it out. So now you can't really, can't really see it anymore. And unless you know this, I tell people what's going on, they'll never know. They can't see my scar. So No, you can't see anything. It's, but yeah, she. That, I think that was one of the only foods that we saw, which was funny because last time we were on the podcast, we talked about smelling chicken because of the string chi- the stringy stuff. Chicken. And now, and good chicken. And uh, now we've got him eating chicken and he needs the, uh, he needs that hot sauce recipe. I love the part where he says, I think I have a hot sauce. I think I have the hot sauce. But, but, but it worked. He hasn't even tasted her cookies yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But, you know, Micah's going to break it to her dad, so that's all fine. I like that we finally got the backstory. They've been leading up to this moment the entire season. You could you finally understand, or you, I guess you're trying to finally understand why she was so uptight at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And other than the whole thing that happened in Colorado with Sam, but she does not get along with her dad, and you could see it 
the way he belittles her. Tells yeah. her to eat food. You're too skinny. Eat food. And then won't take no for an answer. And then mm-hmm. the mom who's like so passive that she won't do anything. To, I'm like, mm. I couldn't stay. I know. I couldn't have done that. <laughs> so since the two are married, by the way. In real life, yeah. Wouldn't you think that they would do lines with each other at home or something like that? Because they've done an awful lot together. I bet you they do. If you look at their IMDb's, he's got 151 credits. She's got 127 credits, I believe. And a lot of them are the same on the same. Matter of fact, if I go back, I I forgot the, the first one that I saw was the same. I bet you that's where they met and when they got married. But They've got a lot together, including Battlestar Galactica. She, you know, I was about to say, was she? I bet you she's that. Where, yeah, she? I was just going to ask that too. <laughs> she was in three episodes of Battlestar Galactica. I, I want to say she was like a captain or an admiral or something like that. And mm. then they do various Hallmark holiday movies together. Yeah, they I always totally do them see that. together, right? And uh, they've done different things because she was in four episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. When that was on, he was not, but he did six episodes of 12 Monkeys, and to see gosh, that. he goes all the way back to 1978. She goes back to 1971. They have been in the business for a while. He's been in sci-fi quite a bit. He did War of the Worlds, an episode of that. He did an episode of Earth Final Conflict. He did an episode of Andromeda. Mm-hmm. He did four episodes oh. of The Man in the High Castle. So he's been around both before and after Battlestar Galactica in sci-fi and she's kind of been right there with them. They've done voiceovers of like video games and, and stuff. They've just done a ton together and it's just kind of a joy seeing them on screen acting back and they forth. But I'm, I'm wondering at home when they're at home <laughs> are they're like shut up. I don't talk yeah, to yeah. Like, <laughs> don't talk to me. Wait till the set. Wait till wait till we get out of the save it. So save it for the set. If they've the been in business for that long, it obviously that that led over to their son who played Sam in the beginning of the season. Right. They have three kids in total, by the way. Pretty cool. But yeah, I, I like that we finally get the story. Adorbs. They're an adorable couple. Yeah. Yeah. He screamed pretty good when, when the when the words got. Yeah. You know, okay. I, I like the storyline, I guess, with Edgar Allan Poe. I just thought it was kind of a weak. They didn't really do much with it. My question was, it must have been McPherson found the pin or he may have thought the pin was in Portland. And that's why he gave the book to her dad, because he knew that he would love the book, obviously, because he loves books. But. Did he know if he knew it was there? Why didn't he just get the pin? Because I mean, he's McPherson. He could have figured it out. He had, you know, the because he lantern didn't know stuff. where the pin was. He needed the. He had the book. Well, yeah, but he was distracting them. He was doing other things. So we see him with the symbols, and then we see him get the book. In the meantime, he's doing other things, and he's trying to make the agents do it for him. But how how would you even know that that kid in Portland, Oregon is going to know that that pin is there and he's going to be so desperate to grab the pin? Have you seen Tamara Duarte? Have you seen her? I would have been distracted. Okay, but I just to me, it was kind of it was just kind of a weak point to it because it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, here's this geeky kid and he's going to be the thing. And, you know, 
then it yeah i mean i don't think mcpherson could have made him hear voices from it but maybe he already knew what the artifact did and that somebody was bound to hear it i don't know or maybe he knew that there was two pieces and that if he gave it to his her dad that it would end up reaching out to someone exactly so two pieces so when you open the book maybe it activated and that's that's pretty much that's, how it happened. Right? So when he, when he sent it to the dad and he started reading it, and that's when he started hearing voices. I was impressed by Michael Hogan. He really took one for the team in this episode. He got injected with those new tattoo nanites that would go in your skin and then they would <laughs> crawl up your skin. The entire those are real effects in this show. I mean, he, he I would be good. screaming too if I had those nanites moving up and down my arm like that. He should have been in Stargate. You're so funny. You can't pull that off. You tried. <laughs> you tried. Your face was like, I'm going to burp. I'm going to bust. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. But it was a good try. <laughs> nice try. I was like, I don't remember reading anything about nanites doing things like this. And I'm the one with the biology degree. And I'm like, nanites, <laughs> you know, like Stargate. Or yeah. in foundation. Don't well, tell yeah, me. Those are replicators, right? I haven't in seen Stargate. you. I've seen you make the face. Don't tell me you haven't watched Star- Stargate. Me? I've watched Stargate. No, Carolyn. Okay. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, because we've talked about Ben Browder and Claudia as at the yeah. end of Stargate. So, yeah, no, I've watched the. I've watched Stargate. I even watched Stargate Universe. Have you seen Stargate Infinity, though? No, you were telling me about that. I've never heard of Stargate Infinity. What's happened? I don't know what that is. See? It, see? <laughs> Bingo! I don't know what that is. You're going to have to get the DVDs. Probably going to have to get them on eBay. Stargate Infinity. It was an animated series that aired in 2002. About 20 episodes, I want to say. And it was a separate whole thing. But it seen half of it. Turned out to be pretty good. Was it voiced by anyone we would know or? Oh, I don't pay attention to the voice actors, but let's see here. Dale Wilson, Tiffany Christoph, Bettina Bush, Mark Hidrith, <laughs> Kathleen Barr, Marcus. No, I, I, none of these names are the. Okay. None of the names are, are people from the Stargate that we knew. Oh, yeah, no Stargate personnel, and then no famous voice actors either. If you go down the list, that they're not exactly known in the terms of voiceover. No Amanda tapping on Michael Shanks, no. Yeah, there's a total of 26 (laughs) episodes ran from... That's not Amanda tapping, you just start doing the voiceover. She does, she does... What is the name of that game? Isn't it... Mass Effect? Well, I know Claudia Black does one. And I, I think it's I know Age. that Katie Sackhoff isn't Katie Sackhoff in Mass Effect. Maybe I don't know. I don't play games. I just know All that right, she. Let's I let's take one at a time here. Amanda tapping. Squirrel <laughs> <laughs> like, man with the like, Google. What? <laughs> Way too much. Way too much. Squirrel? Okay, actor. I'm just looking for video games here. Uh, I don't see any here. I know Claudia Black does it. And I'm, pro- I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm still looking at Amanda Tapping. She's got quite. She's got. I know. I'm just saying. I was thinking that one of the Stargate ladies did it, and I'm pretty sure it was Claudia. I know if she did. Age or Dragon? I, I, or Dragon I think Age. Claudia did, and I know Katie Sackhoff has. 
and Kate Mulgrew. Mulgrew? Mulgrew, sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying... She narrated Reese Kingdom Falling, but that's not right. Okay, so that's Amanda Tapping. You want Claudia Black. And I'm going to kill myself because I know Dragon Age and Mass Effect for Claudia. Okay. Okay. She's a a Bioware thing. And then who's the third one you guys wanted? Katie Sackhoff. Sackhoff. I met her. She came to Dallas. She's pretty cool. She actually lives in Portland now. She does Call of Duty Black Ops 3, but also Eve. She's Valkyrie and Eve. Mm. And Eva, Eva, <laughs> wow! And of course, she did the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, as voiceover before she played the right. live action character, Bo-Katan. And who was the fourth? I think that's all we had. I think that was all we had. Yeah. All right. So Amanda Tapping, as far as I know. Oh yeah, Kate Mulgrew was the other one that you guys wanted. To know. Oh, that was one. Yeah. Speaking of Star Trek things, I sent you a cool little uh, funny thing it. on your Instagram. On your I, Instagram? No, I reposted on Twitter. Oh, oh, okay. She plays Flemma in Dragon Age. So she has done, Kate Mulgrew has done video All games. of those ladies have been voices on Dragon Age. They have good voices for these things. But like Kate and, and I definitely Claudia Black. That was the first one. Oh, and I think Marina Sortez also is on there. Yeah, I think she's done some too. I, I just don't remember. Sean is going to kill me, your husband, because he knows all. He's like, SP, you should know all this. I didn't say a word. <laughs> he's going to listen to this later. So sorry, Sean. You should call <laughs> in with uh, yeah, or send an email in with all your stuff. Or maybe, you know, poke your head in while we're recording. <laughs> My girls want to. Carrie wants to. Carrie's welcome anytime. She's like, do you think if I was to watch the episode and be real serious about it that I could talk with you? I'm like, absolutely. I'm okay with it, but that's between you and Sean. I mean, she's your kid. I'm not going to say, you know, yes or no. I don't no. have a problem with it. She, and it's, and it's not, that's not his issue. He's, that's for an unmight conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're good having her on sometime. Cool. And hey, if you're listening to this and you want to hear Bear, aka Carrie, on the show, let us know and we'll have her on. Hopefully, cool. if Sean is okay with it. Yes. She'll be on. <laughs> I'm just looking really quick at Joanne Kelly's IMDb because she does a lot of I'm plays. wondering. I think if she's she gone back done... into plays. Uh, At least that's what shorts. she was going to do in 2015 she's when I met her. a couple of movies here and there. Nothing that I would say that was going to get her anywhere. No video games. Okay. All right. So you got the team and they all coalesce at Bearings and Sons bookstore. Claudia yeah, comes Claudia. in. Yeah. Claudia and Pete go out together. That's pretty spectacular. Yeah, you do have to say the first thing that they tried to take the book and throw it in the purple goo, but it had no effect. This is the first, this is the, the only effect it had was, I mean, there was a slight spark when 
Pete picked it up with his purple gloves, there was a slight spark and threw it. And then when they took it back out, there was a little spark. There was a slight spark. But this is the first time we find a bifurcated artifact where it has two pieces that need to be put together in order to make the artifact stop having the effect that it's having on the two people involved. So I think some writer had some trauma taking an SAT (laughs) at some point and was like, bifurcate. I need to put bifurcate into (laughs) my script somewhere. (laughs) Okay. I'm busting the seams. I got to tell you something I learned last night and it's warehouse team related. Please know this. I didn't know this. And I've seen it so many times before. Have y'all ever seen the Disney movie Encanto? Yes. No. All right. No. What? No. Okay. Now you're on a mission. Yes, ma'am. I found out. Sean was telling me last night that one of the producers from the movie got the idea from watching Warehouse 13. I was like, what? That's, okay, now I got to watch the movie. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I could see that. Okay. I could see that after watching the movie. I could see that. In the show, artifacts are created based off of motions and events, right? The, yes. the artifacts are born. Well, it's not. Uh, oh, in the TV show? In the TV show. That's how oh, artifacts yes. yeah, are yeah, created, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the movie, when they're crossing the river and the, and the woman with the three babies and, you know, she goes across the river and then, and then the, the husband sacrifices himself, right? That moment right there created an artifact. The house. And it surrounded them, which is the house, which is the house was alive, right? Yes. Everyone in the movie got a special door and a special gift, right? Mm-hmm. Except her. She Except didn't get her. one. But what did she really get if you think about it? What listens to her? What quit listening to a, the grandmother and started listening to her? The house. the house. So just like in Warehouse 13, Claudia, mm. you're not, she messes with all sorts of artif- artifacts. You would think, oh my God, that's going to hurt her or no. And how many times have we seen her tinkering with things? Oh no, I already, I, 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 I made it better. I fixed it. Yeah. Right? She tinkers with artifacts that you're not supposed to do that. And he's always amazed of why it's not having a, a, a a negative side effect because the warehouse knows that she's meant to be the caretaker. Dude. I'm telling you, wow. it was some trippy stuff last night. I, yeah, just, well, I'm now, like, every, so the house, all through the movie, the house listens to her. Yep. It tells her when it tells her when it's, it does, something's wrong and all the cracks are happening. I'm like, oh my goodness. Holy crap. The whole thing is based off of warehouse 13. Warehouse 13. I was like, Yes! It totally is. Oh my gosh. So now you now you need to go watch the movie, SP. So I did a little internet searching because I haven't seen this movie and was like, okay, so when does it's this really take good. place? It takes place, I guess there's a pre-scene in there and then there's a candle that's lit for like 50 years or something like that. So it takes place between like 1900 and the 1950s. Yeah, that's Columbia. within the realm of Warehouse 13 because I was wondering which warehouse it would mm-hmm. be a applicable to it's warehouse 13, 13. Yep. yep yep because that's so cool yeah, i just like warehouse wow 12 would have been london so the whole thing the whole thing and i can't remember i think it was you that something was the producer but the whole thing was she's like yeah there was this i got this idea there was this really cool tv show that i liked and warehouse 13 and the whole movie warehouse 13 spot 
Okay, so where does Bruno come in, though? I mean, we don't talk about Bruno. Pete? I would say Pete. Pete's the messy one. Pete? He, he tries Bruno? Yeah, he, he does really good. I mean, where, if you, okay, where's the donkeys? I want to know where the donkeys are. So what, wait about, what about the lady that's like super strong? Everyone has powers. Everyone has powers. Yeah. Everyone's been using some artifacts. It's really funny that that's, that, that would be the combination of the two. I mean. I'm thinking the doorknob is the, is the artifact. Mm, possibly. Yeah. Everyone touched it and got some kind of magical power. It's true. It's true. Sorry, we're leaving you in the dust with that SP. I guess you need to go watch the movie now. I was searching online for this revelation that Warehouse 13 was the basis for Encanto. I haven't found it yet. doesn't mean it's not there. Sean's My Google Foo is not as good as Sean's, that's for sure. Mm, whatever. And he's one Your Google Foo? Yeah, he's got this innate ability to find things within he like does. two it's seconds. It's annoying, he does. He does. So anyway, the Claudia and Pete go to the Academy and they are trying to find this artifact and the pen and some security guy was like, oh yeah, we got that here. And they're like, oh, okay, where is it? Whatever. No, I think and they, that was a principal. Oh, it was yeah, a principal. Was principal. Anyway, yeah, the principal. And I know that guy from somewhere. I was going to yes, look it up you and do. I can't remember. His name is Philip. The actor's name is Philip Akin. He has 172 acting credits that go back to 1978 including, get this, 25 episodes of War of the Worlds, 21 episodes as a voiceover as X-Men, the animated series. He was Bishop in that. That's that's huge. That's X-Men 92 right there. Uh, okay. There's going to be X-Men 97. He would ha- His voice would have been familiar for a lot of people that are listening to this podcast. He was in Left Behind the Movie in 2000. Wait for it. I'm going to get there. He was in Some of All Fears as... In uh, 2002, as General Wilkes, he was in one episode of Lost Girl and two episodes of The Expanse. I like ah. the Lost Girl. Okay. So finally, I'm like, Lost Girl, and you like, Expanse. I'm like, you guys had to go at the very end of the list for, like, I don't know what you're talking I did like six out of 172. I think that's representative <laughs> of the guy's career. Well, the last two it worked well, for us. and I, I swear I know him from something other than the Expanse, though. There's, there's more than likely a bunch of things in his IMDb he that I know him from. Has so. a ton of stuff. I just was running down like the latest stuff. Most of these people in this episode are also big Hallmark holiday or Hallmark movie people, not just Hall. Like, yeah, holiday but it's movie. something else that I knew him from. So. But it's probably the expanse. By the way, did I uh, tell you that I got a, a really fun tweet from the expanse writers today? Oh, no. What'd you do? I congratulated them because they'd gotten a Saturn Award, I believe. Hugo Award. And, uh, Hugo Award. See, I suck. Man, I couldn't. I wasn't looking at it. I'm just that good. <laughs> yeah, that's because I sent you my tweet, I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, they won it, and then so the writer they did, the writers, and I congratulated them, and they and they sent a thank you. I was like, oh, they actually looked at my response. Actually, they do follow me on Twitter, so that's pretty cool. That's great that they're still engaged on the X because uh, if you go back to a lot of the stuff like Eureka, there was that Sarah account. I love that account. It's just been dormant for so many years, right? It's probably it's owned by the studio, but yeah, that's like back when. 
back in the middle of the heyday of defiance. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, do you remember like we used to be so excited when one of them would that respond? Oh back, man! Oh my god, I got a speech from the. I got a speech. It was so cool, but I mean, there was pretty cool um, websites that were out there. Then Twitter accounts that's been dormant forever, but yeah, they had some really cool stuff attached to it. Well, I think they did just have a video game come out too. The Expanse. They just had a video game that came out, and so the Expanse writers have been tweeting about the uh, that video game as well. I don't have it, and I didn't play it, but. I know that they were talking about it. Anyway, what I was trying to get to in the academy was the teacher was in the wall. In the yes, wall. In the wall. Because this kid had written on a piece of paper with Poe's pin, wall. And once the teacher read it, he went into the wall. He also wrote fire on another piece of paper and made uh, one of the bullies lockers explode on him. So Claudia and Pete get the pen, they put it in the goo, they transport it back to Colorado. And of course it happens instantaneously for us, but we know if they're driving, it's going to take like a day. If they're flying, it's going to take at least a couple hours. Okay. So they get there and Micah's dad is not doing great you know, the whole time, right? Oh, nanites. Or, or, <laughs> replicants you know yeah. the, the replicators, replicators. Yeah. in stargate starship Star, stargate Too many stars. they get the book next to the pen and uh you know artifacts that have been bifurcated separated. and separated for a while it's not you know it's like going to a high school or reunion it takes a while to get reunited yeah it's like hey how you doing what's been going on with you like I don't remember you. Tell me a little bit about yourself sort of thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that party we were in. And so the pen and the book remember the party that they were in. And then poof, they were together again. Yeah, except for they didn't put it in goo when they picked it up. It was just one of the little envelope things. It wasn't in goo. Maybe it was lined with goo. I think they forgot to goo it. So they're not the best agents ever. <laughs> well, they did try to goo the book, but all it did was bleed ink into the purple goo the purple because goo. they needed the pen with it. Did they put a, the pen in it? No. no, no, they didn't put the pen in purple goo. They just put it in an env- that the like metal mylar looking envelope thing. Yeah. And then at the end, when well, Micah reads. His her dad's novel to him, and that's what helps him basically snap the stupid kid out of his well being a high school nerd and being pooped on all the time because that happens. What is with the poetry being the gatekeeper to all romance? I don't understand. It's not me. I don't understand (laughs) poetry. It's not the girl. It's the testosterone in the poetry. (laughs) The poetry it never works for me. That was just a line never. in the show. That was just a line in the show. Yeah, that it was... cracked me up. Pete's caliber is very large. He's hot for Micah's mom. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in this. A lot of innuendos here. And he did get a very big vibe at the end when they were about ready to leave. He got a very big vibe, and uh, they went back upstairs to mom and dad. And uh, they were in this light of a lantern. And then McPherson's there. The lantern was um, Jack the Ripper. It was Kermit the Frog's lantern. <laughs> it was Jack Kermit the Ripper. The Kermit the Frog. 
mean, it's it the same Dr. guy, Ripper. really. You know, the same middle name between the two. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> but um, he'll be here all week. So does that mean McPherson was in the bookstore waiting for them to leave? He had to have come in downstairs at one point when they were upstairs. He had to have slipped in. So when yeah. they walked downstairs and they were waiting outside for the cab, he was already upstairs with mom and dad. Well, P was already outside. So when did he slip by? I mean, maybe he's just as stealthy as Mrs. Frederick because Artie was trying to talk to Lena and bring her iced tea or no lemonade. And then all of a sudden, Mrs. Frederick was there. Poof. Irene. And then poof, she was gone. <laughs> yeah, you would think you would want, I mean, so she said, keep me in the loop next time before you do anything. But yet, mm-hmm. how do you contact her? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you got to contact her through her driver. Maybe it's the speed, there's a speed dial button on the Fonsworth, and you just poke that button, and it's it's a Miss Frederick button. So instead Maybe there's of, a, uh, uh, it's, uh, 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 there's an episode, I think sure. it's in, in the next season, where she's asking Pete to contact her. She gives him a rock, and she says, go to this building and throw, bust out that window, and this end, and, you, and, I'll, and I'll know it's you. I'll come. So maybe it's just a rock syndrome, you know. Talk to Flintstones. <laughs> they have no way of contacting. They have to Either contact that or she just knows. Like, all you have to do is think, I need to talk to and poof, she's there. I, I bet just the warehouse that contacts her. More than I, likely. The, the warehouse, warehouse messaging it. services. <laughs> they use an owl. <laughs> it is the height of Harry Potter. Why not, right? <laughs> they more, most likely use a telegraph. We do find out that he's collecting items. So we know that he is collecting them for some purpose like what is his end game how many of these items is he collecting and why is he collecting them all so he basically used his oh and we learned that uh you know she she said you came after family and he says already started it was that the gal that we met in that other episode the first episode yeah. fearson i want to say carol Karen? carol but was she family? I mean, she was his girlfriend. Artie started it. I think they were married, actually. And Artie, and Artie had a crush on her, too. So they both liked mm-hmm. the same girl. They did. So we learned that uh, he will definitely not play fair. Although Artie was circling the wagon. So he was protecting family members of other the rest of the family. Like Joshua. He went, get, he went to get Joshua and Pete's mom. Who we find out later on is another Star Trek person. But I think we're coming next next week is Is the final, the final. for season one. Is the yep. finale for season one, yeah. This is the penultimate. It's the finale next time. Oh, and that means yeah, that means someone is released. But you won't know it until second season. Right. There was a funny phrase that Micah had. She said, I can't remember why she said it, but she said it to Pete. Said, uh, I'll drop a dictionary on your crotch. I can't remember why, but it was a funny rape phrase, so I remembered it. I think it's when she was talking, when he was trying to hit on his mom, her mom. No, that was just to make her laugh. 
when she was when she knew she couldn't go with Pete. No, I'll hit on her. Micah's mom. Yeah. No. Okay. Just stay, have fun with that. Stay low with like you know. I'll stick with Micah. I mean, Michael Hogan on Battlestar Galactica has a history of his wife playing the field. That's true. <laughs> just say that's true. That is very true. <laughs> It'd be funny if she actually played his wife in the show. Yeah. They obviously didn't. They went with another actor, but yeah. Did we get any cookies? I think we talked about this already. Did we, we did get, not any get any cookies? The only thing that I saw, I know. Maybe that's like a beyond the season because I remember that there are cookies in this show. So maybe it wasn't a season one thing, but we'll get yeah, more I, the season. He's always two. making scones. I think it's Hastian. Scones, scones, whatever. Scones, scones. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm not a but scones. The only office. food I think I saw in this one because I try to write it down is uh, chicken. And there was something else on a plate that Mom cleared later after Micah was reading to her dad, but I don't know what was on the plate. Probably more chicken. I don't know. But I didn't see any cookies. There was no lemonade, cookies. but no cookies. And milk. Didn't you give him milk? No, I think there was just lemonade. Oh, lemonade with chicken. Yep. I don't know. He's always eating something, so. Nom, nom, nom. Yes. No cookies. Not yet. No tacos. No tacos either. There was not even any talk of tacos either, so. Yeah, they were just flying around, not eating anything. I don't know. Tamara was pretty much a good taco. I've met her. I met her last year. Oh, yeah? I've got her autograph. Well, do you have a picture of you with her? Mm, I didn't get my picture taken with her. Ooh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. You will have to put that out when we promote the episode. Yeah, you'll have to tweet that. I'll have to tweak that picture. Yes. Tweak? Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, I'll have to. On the X. Take someone out of the picture so it's not revealed. Oh. Oh. Got it. Yeah. All right. So this episode was directed by another really good director. No awards for this particular director, but it was Tanya McKieran. She has 56 directing credits starting in 1996, including four episodes of ER, one episode of Army Wives, one episode of Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Did either of you two watch that? Sarah Connor Chronicles. I was very sad when they canceled that. I never had the, the, the service that it was playing on. Okay. Well, if you have a chance to go back and rewatch it, apparently everybody that watched it just loved it. So I did. It was really good. I was really mad when they canceled it. it sucked. She did a total of seven episodes of Warehouse 13. This is her first, and she goes throughout the second and third season. So we're going to see more of her work. Two episodes of Burn Notice, which I really enjoy Burn Notice, so it's nice to see some of these directors cross over to that. Three episodes of Grimm. Shannon, did you oh, ever watch Grimm? I did. Okay. I don't okay. Think, no, I don't think I did. I liked Grimm. What, it got what's weird it in the end, but... <laughs> well, it was actually filmed in Portland. Literally filmed in Portland. They actually did film it in Portland. Aggression, I think. And um, it was about, it, well, basically, it was about a uh, a guy who was a cop who was part of the Grimm family, and he could see, what were they called? 
God, I haven't seen it in forever. He could see people that would change into different animals. Oh. It was it was a it was interesting. <clears throat> I have to read the what they actually called it, but it was really good. I liked it. Was it based on like fairy tales? The Brothers Grimm? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That sounds interesting. It was. And actually, I think I tweeted a little bit with that one when it was on. I did a little bit of live tweeting. I think that was on at the same time that I used to be really big into the show Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that was a good show, too. I I love Sleepy Hollow. Look, anybody who knows me knows that I love history, especially Revolutionary Yeah, that was right up your alley. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is my show right here. I mean, the only the only way you could get a better show that would represent me perfectly is that genealogy show called Who Do You Think You Are? That's me. Oh, yeah. That's me. I was like, I need seasons upon seasons of this. That would be <laughs> me. But I liked watching Sleepy Hollow. It was good. I really liked it. And uh, the, the, the Sarah Connor... The Sarah Connor Chronicles actually had Summer Glau in it. She was the Terminator in that. So it was, that was probably one reason why I really, really liked it. I do I remember seeing, I remember seeing commercials for it on the Sci-Fi channel, right? No, it was on no. Fox, I believe. Yeah, I think it was on Fox, which is another reason why I probably died, because Fox yeah. sucks. It's a, actually why I died. You know, Firefly and Firefly. I know, Fox sucks. They're as bad as DiFi. And Summer Glau tried it, <laughs> she got canceled once, and she's like, I'll go back a second time, canceled again. <laughs> Anyway, Tanya also had an episode of Blind Spot, two episodes of Black Lightning, an episode of Supergirl, so she was involved in the CW Arrowverse. And I give lots of props to her for this. Two episodes of Cobra Kai. And if you haven't seen that, as a child of the 70s that was watching movies in the 80s (laughs) with the Karate Kid, I actually went back and watched all of the existing Cobra Kai. There's one more season to come out. It's actually pretty good is it i wonder because i i I obviously love karate kid but i haven't seen that yet that's on netflix right yes uh, i think so it's not the best tv ever but it has a lot of homages both to the original karate kid and to the 80s in there so i like that and then she also did an episode of walking dead so if you like the walking dead she was actually involved in an episode of that it was also written by somebody that we've covered before david simpkins he did the pilot Mm -hmm. And four other episodes. One thing we didn't talk about before that he's involved in writing, he actually wrote Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 19- no that. way. <laughs> yeah, 1987 movie. And then subsequent projects, he was the brainchild behind that. So that's something that oh we goodness. didn't mention last time. Yep. So we didn't get any feedback this time unless you got some X's there. I didn't get any. No. I mean, I don't know. No emails. I didn't get any emails from Shannon. So nothing. So listener, if you're out there, (laughs) warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. Send us an email and and let us know how you like our coverage here. Respond to whatever we were talking about. And we will cover it next time, which we're not at the ending yet. But I have to put a disclaimer that we will be taking another week off before we get to the finale because next week is Halloween, Halloween. and Shannon wants to get her costume on. So we're going to let her do that. I'm definitely going to wear my costume, yes. Yes. 
Not on the podcast. You're going to be out in the neighborhood with the kids. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Carrie's going out with her her little her little best friend. The street over. They're going as the cops and robbers. And I bought I bought Bear a, a robber costume from Amazon, and it <laughs> looked just like Grimace from McDonald's. And she doesn't even know who this is. I'm like, this oh is no, amazing. she doesn't know who that is. <laughs> so instead of having Aww. the hat that he wore, it, it's a regular knit cap, but but it has I mean it, it has the thing around the eyes and it's. It, it's Grimace. It's adorable. She's I'm like, sure it will be. Who's that? What is that? She goes, when did, when did, when did McDonald's have those characters? I was like, many, many, oh, many, many moons ago. <laughs> they actually got rid of some. Like, the mayor is no longer part of their their uh, family of characters and stuff. So, yeah, kind of weird. Anyway, next time we will be covering the finale for season one of Warehouse 13. It is titled McPherson. Season one, episode 12. Shannon, I give you this choice every week, and it is, do you want to hear the IMDb description or the Amazon description? Do you think there's one better? I haven't read either of them. I just cut and pasted them. IMDb, here we go. Mrs. Fredericks explains the reason for McPherson's break with the warehouse program. Despite some extreme precautions, he managed to get his hands on some artifacts that he has plans to auction. But to Artie and the team, it all sounds like a smokescreen for a more nefarious plan. Dun, dun, dun. That's it? That's all they say? <laughs> what, what is, okay, now you gotta read okay. the Amazon. I'll read that before we get the episode. <gasps> Stay tuned. Here's your tease. Stay I'm gonna tuned. read that before <laughs> we start next time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right. Anything else, ladies? No, oh, I thought it was a pretty good episode. All right. I mean, I did think it was pretty interesting where at the end when Artie was talking about the fact that where they're going to put Edgar Allan Poe's notebook and pen, he's like, I think we'll put it in the Madrid section. That is if Lena agrees. I'm like, hmm, where's the Madrid section? <laughs> I'm like, is this like when, when he says it, it reminds me of the, uh, the casinos up here, the, the, like uh, Windstar? It's all done by different cities, like you have London or Spain oh, yeah. Madrid. Well, and I wonder how he decides what goes where. I mean, is it like a vibe or it, it does he just... It shows you just how much input Lena actually has with Artie. Yeah, exactly. If Lena agrees. So maybe that's a he good spot. her, I guess, Aurora I, I, of, of her feelings of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was just something else that I thought of. So the Madrid section is you go out the warehouse door, the, the, you know, the command center door or whatever you go and you head towards the blimp. Once you get to the blimp, you turn right and then you go over some hills and there's Madrid. It's right there. Yeah. Thank okay. you for that. Excellent description. It doesn't that's can't get totally not it, but what it, you know, sounded good. You sounded like you knew you were talking. You sounded like you knew you were what you're talking about. Doesn't matter if you know what you're talking about. It just matters if you sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you sounded about. convincing. I did. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see everybody next time. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Bye. I want some hot wings now. Hot wheels? Wings. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com.
If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is Sci-Fi Hybrid Intro by Soundmake, and the outro music is Science Fiction by tunes to go Both were purchased on Pond5.com. So this episode was directed by another really good director. No awards for this particular director, but it was Tanya McKieran, and she has 56 directing credits going back to 1996. She's been in some stuff. ER, four episodes of ER, an episode of Army Wives, an episode of... I'm so sorry. Sorry. Hello? Can you get that? Artie! We're, we're recording, Artie. Leave us alone. There, I, I muted myself. Sorry, I forgot there's a phone in here and people call our landline. We actually still have a landline. <sighs> Got some steampunk stuff going there. Yeah. I don't know if y'all ever saw the picture where I was at work one night and he sent me he texts to say, I've lost, I've lost the second one. <laughs> I remember what? this. What? <laughs> he he's lost the second one. What? He's like, I can't find her. I'm like, Yo, you better get to hopping because I don't, she's like, she's, right. So once they get, to, babies are nice and fine and quiet and, well, not quiet, but they're fine. But once they start getting crawling and they're mobile, they're gone, right? Yeah. So, you better be watching where that baby's going. She liked to crawl into the bathtub all the time because in the bath is where she loved to be. And I had those foam alphabet letters. And mm-hmm. I would find her in the garden tub, just sitting there chomping and playing with those foam letters. She's fine. She was actually contained. I'm like, stay there. I'll be back. <laughs> but he lost her one day. And he took, he's like, no, no, I found her. I found her. I'm like, what? Where was she? And she gone into the guest bathroom. And she had just ripped every piece of shred of toilet paper down. And every towel that was up on the, on the rack down. <laughs> and he took a picture and he called her name and she's like, what? I've been here the entire time. I'm like, the amount of mess that was around her, she had to have been in there for a while. How long exactly did you lose the second one? <laughs> oh, just a smidge. Just yeah. a small like, I was just getting to the next level in, in Fable 3 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Back. <laughs> just a smudge bit, you know, like in you know 30 minutes. I'm like, put the game down. <laughs> and go control your kids.